I'm Grace Allen. And I'm Ricardo Allen. And we are The Allens. Welcome to our podcast where we share our unfiltered insights, perspective, and knowledge on this roller coaster of a ride that we call life. Ricardo Allen is down at the 42 and a half, 43. Join us as we go all in on all topics, ranging from changing diapers to preparing for Super Bowl Sunday. Guns it across the middle. Ricardo Allen, the interception. 35, 30, Allen 20. Welcome to All In with the Allens. Hey guys, I'm so excited for today's show. I am here with my first NFL wife friend on the show. Her name is Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi. I'm Thanks so for happy me. to have you here. Well, you're not really here because of social distancing, but everybody knows that by now. So thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I just want to give the people a little bit of a background on who you are and maybe we can talk about how we met and we'll just see where the conversation goes. But I met Sam two years ago at Falcons training camp. Her husband, he is on the team as well. And I'll let her share all of the wonderful things about him and who he is with you guys. But it's been two years, right? Yeah, I think Almost. Okay. So we're just getting ready to head potentially into camp this year, depending upon all the things that happen with sports. So it would, it would be just about two years, like probably in the next two weeks that you and I met each other. Yeah. We're almost August. So yeah. And I was trying to think back like to the first time I met you and I can't really like put my finger on it exactly because camp is so crazy and you meet so many new people every year, but did you ended up coming over, right? Did I host a preseason game? I remember I met you, but you probably don't remember. You had Luca and Lenny with you. Okay. And you were, it was really hot. And like, you guys were headed to the car and I was like, oh, hey. And then you posted something about having the girls over. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was a preseason game. Okay. Yes, and you had, you had ordered pizza and we did oh, the pizza. Oh, it was a pizza hot party. Yes. Yeah. That, I'm, that was like the first time I like came over and like okay. actually got to talk to you. I really loved that night because I feel like every single person that was like new to the team that year and people that were consistent on the team were all at my house that night. Yeah, I think so. And And that was like, I didn't realize how like special that is. It's, it's so special. And that's one of the things that like I've loved to do like the most throughout this whole journey. And I remember thinking back to that night because that was just a few weeks after we had bought our house. So that was like really Mm -hmm. the first party per se that we ever got to have here. So yeah, that, was fun. that was cool. I'm really hoping that, well, that's not going to happen this year because of social distancing. And that's really pretty sad. Yeah, I okay. agree. Okay. And well, even just camp. Sad. Camp, like it's, it's also up in the air too, which is really, which is really crazy. Yeah. So, camp is a time like I look forward to and I also kind of dread. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sad about it though. No, I feel the same way. This, this time of year is always really like sentimental to me because most people don't know, but some people do, I guess. It depends on how closely you follow the world of sports. Like typically from Father's Day until the guys check into camp, you are like completely off. So unless you're injured, you're not really going into the facility. Nothing is expected or required of you. Most of the time people are traveling. Like you're really getting in all of that family time because once camp comes, it's football season. And before you know it, it's January. And if you go to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl, you're halfway through February. Mm-hmm. So this is a really special year for you guys because this is your last time off, just the two of you. Mm-hmm. Tell me yeah. a little bit about that. 
I love those couple weeks that you're talking about. Kurt kind of gets, he, his head is already kind of in football mm-hmm. during this time. Mm-hmm. So for him, it's not like as quote off. Is it ever as, not in football? You're right. You're okay, right. Okay. But <laughs> I, I, I love it. I'm like, I appreciate the time so much more because I know it's like ticking down yeah. to football season starting. So I'm now, you know, expecting I've been so I'm so aware of this time. And I was just telling you the other day, like, I can't believe it's not just going to be the two of us anymore. And that kind of just hit me in the face. Like, whoa, like it will never just be me and him. Like we'll always have somebody else to think about, which is so exciting, but also a lot. Okay. So I remember having that realization when I was getting towards the end of my pregnancy with Luca. That's very, very normal, I think, to like have that kind of hit you like, oh my gosh, this person I've spent X amount of time with, it's just been the two of us now all of a sudden, very soon it's not going to be the case anymore. Yeah. So you and Kurt have been together how long? Um, Just over actually eight years today. What? Is when, yes. Eight years Isn't his today. birthday today? It is his birthday. Yeah. We kind of like we count okay, this so as our Tell us how you met because I don't think I know this. Okay, so we met in high school. Um, I'm a grade older than him, and he moved from Maryland to Florida, and he was like the new guy. And of course, he's always been tall, so like he just stuck out. And I just <laughs> thought he was the coolest person I'd ever met in my life. And I went home and told my mom about him. Oh and then, of gosh. course, when he first came over to my house, my mom said that. Like, I think she just didn't even think. She's like, "Wait, you're the one my daughter wouldn't stop talking about." And my face just like completely beat red like oh my gosh mom why did you just say that? oh my gosh um, but I actually asked him to homecoming and he thought I was joking and was like oh I'll get back to you never got back to me oh my and then Kurt. probably like <laughs> I would say maybe a like six months a year later um so wait who did you go birth- to, do you went to homecoming with somebody else just a friend okay. yeah and he went with somebody we're still friends with that um, is so funny yeah. So then I would say like a year later, I texted him just saying happy birthday. And that that was eight years ago today. I texted him saying happy birthday. Like, what are you doing? And he was like, everybody's out of town for the summer. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're not spending your birthday alone. Like he didn't have a car. So I was like, oh, I'll come get you. Like, we'll go out for ice cream. Aww. And I'm not kidding. Every day since that day until like we had to separate, we were together. Like it never like that day on. So that's how we met. That's so funny. Rico and I's first official hangout was ice cream, well, frozen yogurt. And then we Mm -hmm. spent every single day together after that too. Oh, that's so funny. And you know, I, yeah, that is, that's, that's cute. So read between the lines. And if you really like somebody and you want to end up married (laughs) with a family, just ask them out for ice cream. Go to ice cream. Do it the old school way. Um, he asked me, so it's a little bit opposite, but Okay. I think okay. I think people get caught up in all the other stuff these days. Why don't we just go back to the days when life was simple and we just went to ice cream? Yeah. Because I'm, like I'm ready for that. Okay. So you guys obviously started dating then. And then did you go to college together? Yeah. So I was already in college um, in Florida, kind of near where I'm from. Like it was a 45 minute um, drive. I actually lived there though, which was cool for him because I had an apartment. He's still in high school. Yeah. Um, but then he had already, he had just committed to East Carolina University and he was going a semester early, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, school had just started. It was like August and we're thinking, oh my gosh, we only have a couple months together. 
And neither of us wanted to be that person like that soon in a relationship, especially being that young to be like, do I go with you? Like, what do we do? And eventually we just had the conversation and he's like, I love for you to come. I don't know what that looks like. And slowly over time, we just like worked it through and I ended up um, going there March. So he moved there um, January. So that spring semester and I ended up going in March and I took my classes online. so then we went to, I ended up going to a community college there to save some money mm-hmm. and got my associates and then transferred to East Carolina where he got his undergrad. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so then we ended up moving around from there, but that was how it started. That's super cool. So then what was the transition from college to the NFL like for you? It was, I don't want to say rough in like a bad way, Yeah, but it was just it's just bumpy. It's a bumpy ride. Like you never really know what's happening. And, you know, you have like agents explaining things to you, but it's still, there's a lot of things that are confusing and you don't know who to ask or where to go. And it's a lot of unknown. A lot, like more than people really hint at, you know, more than especially players. They don't really tell you like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things you don't know. But I mean, that is a weird thing to say, but it's the truth. No, it's that's not weird at all. I I feel like until you can do your best to like explain it to people, but until you're like, I think living it is the only way to say it. You don't really realize what an unknown world it is until you are in it. Yeah, I totally agree. It's beautiful. I mean, it really forces you to like grow up very quickly, you know, Um, but there's a lot of things that I didn't expect like I felt like the media kind of portrayed it poorly in my decision if I'm being very honest like any of the tv shows I watched prior to us this being our life and you know obviously being your life too what I thought it was going to be and what it was was very different I I couldn't agree more I think it's better in real life than they portray it to be on television at least in my opinion more normal and it's like it's it's not so like fast paced and you know there are parts that are really cool and like special and you realize like wow I'm really fortunate to be like right here in this Mm -hmm. position at this you know in this time but then that event is over and you go back home yeah it's true so if you had to say like what are what is one thing or a few things that you like learned about the NFL that you didn't really know prior until it was your life like was there anything that was really like whoa I would say the stability is something I wasn't aware that like everything is so unstable. Okay. For me in the beginning, that's how I felt like I was like, where are we going? Yeah. Where are we going? What are we doing? Like, what do we do once we get there? Where do we live? Like, and finding a place to live and then realizing like, how long do we put down on the lease? Do we put a month? Do we do month to month? Do we Mm -hmm. do six months? Mm -hmm. Like there's just no answers especially in the beginning I think and Kurt being undrafted like we just had no idea and like that whole first preseason like just hoping like he's doing his best like yeah. making any spot here you know yeah. and we we find a year lease and I was just thinking what will we do how will we pay to get out of this lease if we have to even though Rico was drafted we were in a very similar situation that first year which like him and I have shared on on um like separate episodes, but even though he was drafted, like he ended up getting cut and not making the team that rookie year as well. And Mm -hmm. that completely turned our life upside down because 
you kind of set your life up as much as you can and then you just kind of wait. Yeah. And, and I feel like yeah. Kurt and I can relate so much to you because like in your and Rico's story because ours is very similar. Those so first, similar. you know, your first couple of years are kind of like what we're living mm-hmm. and it's it's so great, but it's also just so confusing. No, absolutely. It's <laughs> it's a really it's a really good way to put it. So the lack of stability, I think is what you're saying was like the biggest thing. Yeah, and also just I think the perception of like you said, like on TV, the perception of what it is is mm. very different than what mm. it actually is. And I think for us, a big part of that is money. Like people yeah. just think you have, and some people do, some people have tons totally. of money. Totally. But a lot of players, uh, uh, I would venture to say, I don't know this for sure, but a good chunk of them, it's not millions Absolutely. and millions, millions of dollars. And we're saving for our future. Like we know we're very aware this is not forever. This you yep. know, at any moment, this could be done for us. And we're yeah. very smart about that. Have you ever heard so, that the NFL stands for not for long? Yeah. And the average is, I think, three years. Three right? years. Three I years. was wrong. I said two years on an episode. And like later that night, Rico and I were having dinner. And he's like, I have something I need to tell you. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I never <laughs> want to correct you when we're talking and it's recording. He's like, but you were saying today that the average NFL career is two years. He's like, it's actually three. And I was like, okay, thank you. Like, that is an important thing for me to know. But regardless, imagine whatever job you're working in as you're listening to this show. Imagine knowing you're only working in that probably on average for three years. It's kind of crazy because... The the perspective that they've been working, most of them have been working their whole life for this. And then they get three years to do it. Exactly. It's really crazy. And the money thing is, is a good point. Like, that was something we had no idea about, first of all. I had no idea you only get paid for 16 weeks of the year. So anyone listening (laughs) to this, like that first year came and went and then it was like off season and we didn't like, you don't see money come in from like January until that first game in September. So you only see it leave. (laughs) You only see it leave. And Rico and I really messed that up our rookie year. Like we had no idea how to manage our money. And this is something that him and I are going to speak out on an episode between him and I, but like you and Kurt have done a really good job from the jump of like being years above what you really are when it comes to like how you guys set your life up. And that's something Rico and I really admire about the both of you. Oh, I so appreciate that. And having you from the beginning, both of you, you know, have been, like I said, you kind of, I feel like you guys are just always, you're a couple years ahead of us and it's been really cool to have you, not even just for football, but for life to be like, Hey, what about this? Yeah, no, I think that especially in this world and of sports and and everything else, I think it is really important to find people. I always like to say like a few exits ahead of you on the highway because you do have to make so many big decisions in this industry and in this life that like unless you have people that you trust or have been there before you, it can be incredibly overwhelming because we're young Mm -hmm. kids. Like for the most part, like we're young people that like we're kids that are now raising kids like we're, we're young. So the things that come into your life in the world of sports, it happens at a younger age. I, I would venture to say more so than like a typical career, like the things you're setting mm-hmm. up for and planning for, like you said, you don't know how many years this is going to last. So you're making decisions while you're in this thinking about the next 20, 30, 40 years of your life, because it could be over any time. Something yeah. for me I just assumed that like players got a ton of tickets that they could just give out to their friends. And when, when newsflash for anyone listening to this, yeah. we pay for tickets just the same as everybody else does beyond. So like you get 
two that you just pay the taxes on every game. But anything over that, there's like no discounts. There's no tickets for free. And that that really caught me off guard because I don't know, the stuff I see on TV, I just would have never thought that. And it, that's like a hard thing to explain to family and friends sometimes, like, because it kind of does seem a little bit unbelievable. Like you would think you get these tickets, but I mean, I get it. And as I tell people now, sometimes it's better if you buy it on your own. Like really, it might yeah. be yeah. better. You'll get a better seat. It could be, it could not be depending on the game. And Exactly. And I understand you know? like it's a business. So the stadium has to make their money. Your owner has to make their money. The NFL is, everyone has to make their money. Like, Although this is a really lot of guys. Yeah. Although this is a really cool thing to do for a living, the end of the day, everything is a business. So there Mm -hmm. are a lot of guys on the team. And if you comp tickets for every guy on the team and everyone they wanted to bring, that could like be a quarter of your stadium that's just free seats. Like you can't do that. So that was something that I was like, wow. So there you go. (laughs) So okay. Is there anything I'm trying to think like the stability thing is really real. Up until we bought a house two years ago, you know, we were we rented every year because the same thing, you just don't really know what's happening. And the thought of selling a house at the drop of a dime and like being out of town was kind of scary for me. But having a home, mm-hmm. like a home base has brought a lot of stability for me as a person. What What would you say are some things for you that really help you to find stability in like this ever-changing world? I would totally agree with buying a house. And I remember there were people who were like, you guys are buying a house. Like he's still on his rookie contract. You're only in your second year. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. Like that's big. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we just kind of took a leap of faith. Yep. And it's something we both, it was a goal of ours that we knew we had in mind. Like we want to buy a house. It will make us feel safer Mm -hmm. and more stable in this world that really isn't stable at all. Mm -hmm. And our thought was always if, for some reason we have to leave, we'll sell it or, or yeah. we won't, we'll figure it out when we get there. And I think that's such a big part of living in the NFL is you kind of have to just realize you'll, you'll figure it out when it happens because yes. you can't plan for a yes. lot. So I, I think that I was way more of like a planning type person prior to our life being the NFL. And then I realized Yes, of course, there's some things in your life you have to plan for and like you have to have routine for the most part. But I was missing out on enjoying so many beautiful moments because I could not get beyond my own mind of like, what if? And when I finally just allowed that to go and more adopted like the mindset you just said, like you'll figure it out when you get there. That's when I was able to really fully embrace this for everything that it is. And I, I don't yeah. think naturally, like, that's who I am at my core. Like, I, I really like to know what to expect. That's something that, I don't know, that's something that I thrive off of. But changing my mindset in this to think of it more as, like, an adventure has really helped me to ride the highs and the lows. Yeah, and it definitely makes life a little more peaceful. It really, it really does. Because there's only so much yeah. that you can plan for and anticipate. And... I think for me, that's been like the golden nugget that I want to carry forward until the end of my life, like from this chapter, yeah. because it just I, makes it, like you said, it just makes it more peaceful. Yeah. At this point, we kind of, you know, and it's something Kurt and Rico and you and I talk about a lot is like our big future plans and our goals. And we have these big goals that, you know, do depend on the outcome of certain things. Of course. But we have, different roadmaps to get there. Mm -hmm. So 
if, you know, we leave here or we stay here, there's different ways to get to those same goals that we are always working on. So yeah, it's still just like figuring it out, but you can still, you can plan, like you said, you can plan some things, but some things you just, you just can't. Like control what you can control and exactly. let the rest be. And that's a great Sometimes nugget. it's really hard. It is really hard. Like it's a lot easier said than done, but it, it's like I always say, it's like one of those muscles that you practice and then before you know it, you're just doing it without even thinking about it. Like it's very abnormal in the That's beginning. so true. And then before That's you so know true. it, it's like, oh, here we are. It's just what you do. And it takes a lot of work mm-hmm. to get to that place. At least it did for me. So, yeah. okay. So let's kind of caveat. You mentioned in the beginning of this that you are expecting. Mm-hmm. Can you, I am. Can you tell the people when, when you're due, how far along you are? Yeah. Just share so, share pregnancy with me. I'm 34 weeks and I'm due at the end of August and it's a girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we actually, I would say, started trying February of last year. So it's been over a year. It was like that was when the pregnancy journey started. Okay. It doesn't feel like it's been that long though, but I mean, I, I guess it kind of has. It's been a little while since we yeah. made the decision, like we're ready to be parents. Yes. I remember those conversations with you. Yes. And so I guess I'll start with, um, you know, I remember you posted on your story, um, a podcast. Oh gosh. I wish I could remember his I name. Think You'll I, know. Know I, I think I know. It's the model health show. Yes. That's what it is. Yep. Right. Yep. So you posted something in your story by him just saying, like, women listen to this podcast, like, if you have any interest in mm. basically your gynecological health. Pretty and, much. Yeah. And I listened to it and I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, I had started reading about, like, you know, methods of birth control and all of that, especially being in my mid-20s, knowing I do want kids soon. It was something, yeah. like, on my radar. Yeah. And I listened to that podcast and I was like, wow, like, I think, I think I'm ready to make this decision, like to get off of birth control. And that podcast really kind of changed a lot for me. Same. Um, Same. Yeah, it was, that was a good one. Um, and I'll, then, I'll link it in the show notes for anyone listening definitely. that could be interested because it's really good. Yeah. And then, so I, we made that decision, like, all right, let's, we'll start soon. We'll start trying soon. And I, Actually, so I went to just my routine appointment and I told my doctor like, hey, I'm ready to start trying. Like, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. And I remember really her just being like, why are you here? You can just start trying. And in my mind, I always thought, <laughs> I don't know, you needed, I don't know, you needed to tell the doctor. I don't know. <laughs> so she just ran a couple like routine yearly checks. And then she called me back and said like, Hey, um, I just want to let you know something came back a little bit abnormal. I'm going to send you a referral to a specialist. It was something with my thyroid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like she didn't, she seriously made it sound like it was nothing. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. Very shortly after that, I found out I was pregnant. So that was, oh gosh, like May ish, I want to say, of last year. And I mean, I was shocked that it happened that fast. Like, I was like, okay, that's amazing. And um, I'll never forget you texting me. I was walking in when I was like boxing a lot last summer and I was walking into the gym and I saw a text from you that said like, had like an image with it. And I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Like, I just, I knew immediately what it was. And I was like, I remember asking you like, 
if the pregnancy test is just like a little bit there, does that mean you're pregnant? And it's you were like, there. no, yes. Yes. Like if it's there at all, you are pregnant. And I was like looking at Kurt and I, I, in my mind wanted to tell him in some cute way, but he was standing right next <laughs> to me and I was like, Kurt, I think I have to text Grace. Like, cause I didn't want to tell my mom yet. Like I didn't want to tell everybody, but I oh. needed to know. Oh my so, gosh. We're just standing there and I was like, we need to go get more. And I just repeated over and over. I'm not actually pregnant. There's just no way. And I think I did that the next time too, but we'll get to that. So then I, you know, called my OBGYN and I told her and she was like, okay, well, you need to get in with that specialist. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the specialist and she was like, how far along are you? You know, all these yeah. questions. And she said to me, and I don't remember the words she said, but it was something like, I said, will this affect my pregnancy or my baby? Mm. Um, Because she told me I had Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disorder that affects your thyroid, which does, you know, obviously with hormones, it affects pregnancy. So I asked her, like, is this something I need to worry about? And she said, if you've made it this far along, you're Mm -hmm. probably fine. Right. And I was like, okay. And in my mind, I'm like, great. Like she said, everything's probably fine. But then it also kind of like made me have this thought was something not going to be fine, you know? And it was the first time I had a thought that, wait a second, something could go wrong. Like in my mind, it was simple. You're pregnant, you have a baby. And the next day I went to my first appointment where they did the first ultrasound and she was just really, the look on her face was, she was struggling the ultrasound tech. Mm. And again, I was pretty naive. I was like, you know, she'll find it. And then she just couldn't and brought in a doctor and they just told us, really sorry, like you stopped progressing, you know, a week or two ago and there's no heartbeat. And I just remember being like, that is just insane. Like, that's not possible. I don't understand how something like that happens. And I couldn't think in that moment of like who to turn to other than Kurt, obviously, but I didn't know what else to do. Like, and he, he through miscarriage was like unbelievable. Like I think our whole relationship just changed. Like it changed everything for us. So then, you know, we came home and they give you all these options and like I chose how I wanted to go about it. And Mm -hmm. I shortly after I kind of told everybody like I needed a little bit of space. I remember I called you. Like I called my closest friends in my family and I texted those that I just couldn't talk to on the phone and told them like, hey, this is what's happening because I just really didn't want to receive text messages about it for those I had told. Right. And I just felt like I need a little bit of time. And that was the first time in my life that something happened and I didn't want a bunch of support. And I know wow. that's really different for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to go through that with just Kurt. Wow. And then when I was finally ready, I posted about it on Instagram. Yeah, you were and so I, brave. It was yeah. I just couldn't even believe how many people go through miscarriage or some sort of loss and don't talk about it. For me, it was so natural to want to be like, hey, I want you to know, like, we've been in pain. We're healing. But that's what that's where we're at in our life. If you see us, if you talk to us, like, it's something you should be aware of. And I had so many people reach out. And I was like, wow, I'm friends with you. And I didn't even know you had a miscarriage. And I'm sorry that I wasn't there for you. I'm sorry that I didn't reach out. But I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I feel like you just really hit the nail on the head. It's like one of those things that a lot of people go through silently. Yeah. And honestly, there, you can Google stuff, but there are things that you just won't know unless you go through it. And I would never wish that on anybody, of course, but 
there were things that I wish I knew before. Like once I was told like, Hey, you're having a miscarriage. I would have appreciated more from my doctor. Like she said, you might be uncomfortable. For me, it was more than uncomfortable. But she also didn't tell me that there are ways to go about it that will have very little pain, Mm. you know, and I just didn't know so much. Right, Um, right. But also opened my eyes to like how special pregnancy is and to really like, even when you're miserable, you can, I talk about how miserable I am all the time. And you you know that I'm like, I'm tired, I'm this, Mm -hmm. I'm that. But it's still always on my mind that this is special and I appreciate like what my body is doing. Mm, That's so Um, beautiful. And then I would say we decided to take some time off from trying. Like I wanted to get my health in order and Mm -hmm. I did a 180 and I went to you for a lot of that. Like, Hey, like, what do you, what do you do for this? And I just kind of changed my diet and changed my lifestyle. And I felt amazing. Yes. It really showed. Thank you. And I started a new medication for my thyroid that really kind of changed my life. And then when we were ready, we tried again and here I am 34 weeks. I love and it. And it's been, it's been awesome. I mean, it's awesome being pregnant, but it's also, it's also sometimes really not awesome. <laughs> 100%. Like, I think if I didn't have to do pregnancy, I would want like 10 children. But I do, <laughs> I can honestly say this. There's like a six week stretch of my pregnancy that I'm like, I really love this. And I want to say it's somewhere between can, weeks like 18 to 24. It. Yep. It's that, like those twenties. It's that there's something in there it. where you're like, this is easy. Let's do it again. That is it for me. Like from the day I find out, which I always know, even before I miss my period, like it's just, it's so clear to me when my body doesn't feel like my body. And I know, and it's like from the morning of the start of week six with Luna, it was week five through week 13, 14. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. And I literally verbalized that this last pregnancy. I remember telling my mom, like, if I, if I survive this, this is it. I am never, ever doing this again. I was so sure of it, you know? And then it's I like, would have had, like, I mean, you really, you struggled in the beginning and oh. it was like hard. I felt so bad. It was like hard to even talk to you sometimes. Like I was like, I, I'm sorry. No, I mean, I, I just, just felt... fell off the face of the earth. Honestly. Yeah. I, yeah. I tell Rick all the time. It like, was I don't... clear. Like, <laughs> You were, you were struggling. Yes. I don't remember a, a whole lot of last fall, if I'm being honest. Like my first real memory is like Friendsgiving. Everything prior to that, like even Lennon's second birthday, I'm like, did I, did we do anything for her? Like I literally don't remember unless I look back at pictures. Like that's how rough it was. And then there's like those beautiful weeks of the 20s where you're like glowing and your belly is, you can still see your feet. It's and cute. It's cute. And you're like embracing yeah. it. And then the 30s happen. Yeah. And you're in it, but you're adorable. I mean, I've been so fortunate, really, though. I mean, I was barely sick. Actually, I want to tell everyone how I found out. Okay. I was actually with you. Yes, it was. I was, I came over to your house for a specific reason. Do you remember why? I don't. It was right before Christmas. I think that you were returning some things that you borrowed for the Friendsgiving you hosted. I was like, seriously, like just dropping something off. And I was, yeah, like I could be pregnant, but I've already taken a test and they just keep coming up negative. And you looked at my calendar on my phone. And <laughs> I'm was such like, a freak. <laughs> you can probably take another one. And I was like in my head, like, I really don't want to do this. And I, I, could I probably tell. said that. You did. Like, I was like, because, you know, there's that moment of like disappointment when you see the negative yeah. over and over. And yeah. I was testing a lot. 
And you were like, I have a good one. Like I have the one that will tell you early Mm because I had just been using the cheap ones. And you were like, just do it. And I was like, oh, fine. I have to go to the bathroom anyways. And then I was, as I'm like washing my hands, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I think I see something. And then I was like walking out to you and I'm like, wait, I kind of think I see something. And like, you just looked at it and we're like, yep, yep, this is happening. And again, I had that same like, wait, no way. Yeah. No, this isn't happening. It's such a like weird, like I've, I'm always in denial. Like I'm, like, I'm not actually having a baby. I'm not going to lie. Even though I've done it three times, I'm always, when I'm, even when I'm pregnant and I feel a baby moving inside of me until that baby is on my chest, I'm like, whoa, I really like was pregnant and like growing a human inside of me. I don't know why. I don't know why it doesn't, you would think after three times it would register. So that's very normal. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a it's a weird it's a weird feeling. I but just then re- after, I mean, the the whole beginning of my pregnancy was, other than being very tired and had had slight aversions, I really feel like I've been fortunate in you pregnancy. Flaw- you have literally been flawless with this whole thing. <sighs> Thank you. I know you don't you know, feel that. Feel like that. <laughs> I know because people can tell you all the things, and if you don't feel them, you don't believe they're true. But I'm telling you, like, you are one of those people that. You do pregnancy very well. Oh, thank you. You do. It's ironic because I'm not sure I'll ever do it again. We'll That's see. okay. <laughs> I don't think you never know, but you, you don't. I just can't wait to meet her and to see you guys like transition into this role of parenthood. Like, I think there's some people that are made to be parents, and I feel like you and Kurt are those people. Like, she's so lucky. So, I have to thank ask, I... what are you most excited for about like after she's here? Um, it's kind of cheesy, but nope. honestly, Kurt, seeing Kurt as a dad, is that probably is like, oh, cheesy. I could get emotional talking about it. Like, it's, I don't know. I never really wanted kids. Like, my whole life, I, even, even as like a young adult, I was like telling people, I don't really want kids. And when I first met you, for, you said that to me once. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, fortunately, Kurt still wanted to marry me, even though I told him from the beginning, like, I just don't know if I want kids. And I think he always hoped, like, she'll come around to the idea, yeah. but he never, he never pushed it. I mean, wow. he would have been ready three years ago, but he knew I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that, like, it's here and it's coming, I think that's the part I'm like, I saw, um, oh, at your house, I mean, meeting Luna. Yes. And I was like, wait a second, that's going to be mine soon. Like, yeah. that's just so special. Like, especially because, you know, I didn't realize how weird it is for the dads until I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. They're not pregnant. They don't feel the baby mm-hmm. move, like other than touching your stomach. And it's just not the same. Yeah. You know, and he hasn't been able to go to my appointments with me. Right. So it's been like life is just normal other than if I complain that my back hurts, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm, that's something, that's probably the biggest thing I love that, that I'm looking forward to. That's not going to let you down. That's going to blow your mind in every way, <laughs> shape, and form. I can't wait for that to be a reality oh, for you. Either. Is there anything that you're like a little nervous about or hesitant about or maybe like not looking forward to? I would say both are postpartum related. Okay. Like I'm, postpartum is scary. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people say like, nobody told me this or, you know, I didn't know that pregnancy was going to be like this, mm-hmm. but I feel like you are, you, you just had a baby, you've had three and like, I've talked to you about everything mm-hmm. through the whole process. So I don't feel like completely unprepared, Yay. but it doesn't make it any less, like doesn't make postpartum any less scary and yeah, totally fair. breastfeeding, <laughs> you know, people have told me like, 
it's painful. Mm-hmm. And I, but I do feel like other pregnant women don't get to hear that. I don't, they just try and then realize, wow, this is hard. Yeah. So I, I feel a little bit more prepared than maybe the average person because I know like it's probably going to be a little bit difficult, but going in and knowing that will help me. Like this is normal. I can get through this. Yes. Um, yes. And I listen, one of your other podcasts recently, you said like, it's a season, a mom told you mm-hmm. like it's a season and it could be hard right now, but it's gonna, it's gonna pass. And I just the same as the miscarriage and anything that not that postpartum is anything like a miscarriage, but anything hard that you're going through, especially physically, like that pain passes and it goes away, it, you know, and you, you always learn something from any sort of pain, you know? 100%. So. I think for me personally, you, I learn a lot more from pain than I do from like things that are easy. Oh, definitely. Like pain is the yeah. best teacher, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, there's just some yeah. parts of life like you, you can't avoid, like you can't run from it. Like it's going to be what it's <laughs> going to be in the really positive thing about it is that there are people around you that have been there that you can have vulnerable, honest conversations with. And that's why for me, it's so important that, that I speak out about stuff because I, I just try to live in a way of like, what do I wish someone would have said to me or done for me in this position? And Mm -hmm. I mean, I was a new mom and just like you guys, like when you're in the world of football, more than likely you're away from your family. And like, my dad and my sister lived down here for a year, you know, and they're ba- both back to like their home states now. And that was beautiful to have family. But up until then, and like now again, it's just you and your husband mm-hmm. and, and a baby and, and a baby season. and football season <laughs> and all of the other things that go along with it. And your mom's not mm-hmm. just up the street or your dad's not just 10 minutes away. Like you're yeah. really, it's, you have to build that community around you because it can be very isolating if you don't, if you don't, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, I just love you and I appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability. And I know that other women will learn a lot from you. And I also, if you're comfortable, I'd love for you to share how people that are listening to this right now can get in touch with you if they have questions or if they just want to say, Hey, I love your, you know, your time on the show, whatever, just pimp yourself out. Sure. Well, first, I love you too. And thank you so much for having me. And um, I really am happy to talk to anybody about miscarriage. I kind of have open DMs for that now. Um, But Instagram is the best place to find me. It's just Sam Benkert. Last name is B-E-N-K-E-R-T. And I will tag her handle in the show notes as well. So if you just want to click on that, you guys can get connected and enjoy Kurt's birthday dinner tonight. You're going to one of my favorite restaurants. And I'm going to have you back on this fall once baby is here and let's chat postpartum and maybe just bring this thing full circle. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. All right, girl. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. You guys know that I love to share the things that I love most with you. So today I'm really excited to talk to you about a brand that I've literally been living in during this pregnancy. The brand is called Bumpsuit. Bumpsuit is the most comfortable, like when I say comfortable, it feels like butter on your skin and stylish addition to your wardrobe, not only for pregnancy, but for postpartum or just because. All bumpsuits are double lined to help smooth and support, and they come in a full lineup of styles so that you can take that whole, what am I going to wear today thought off your plate. I'm really excited to tell you that you can use code GRACE20 for 20% off your entire purchase. If you're curious about Bumpsuit, check them out on Instagram at Bumpsuit or at www.bumpsuit.co. I'll link both below the episode. 
that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. When you have a chance, rate and review. Hit subscribe to stay all in with new episodes. And if you enjoy All In with the Allens, be sure to share with a friend. In the meantime, follow along with our daily journeys on Instagram at grace.e.allen and ricardoallen37. Thanks again for joining and we'll see you soon. You. Yeah. <laughs>